Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Happy to be with you uh, live on uh, this uh, lovely day in Los Angeles, I must say, after the rain has all stopped. If you want to listen to us, you can listen to the way you're listening right now live, or you can catch us on the archives if you want on uh, multiple different apps like iTunes, iHeartRadio, and such. And you can listen live on Twitter. And uh, our uh, Twitter producer, Kurt Boothman, thank you for letting that happen. And Marcia, if and they want to tweet us know, during this, the show. This week, during our... Uh one of two Twitter broadcasts. Yes. Uh, Kurt has Ibo sitting and oh. kicking in the air and toss. So instead of seeing my face, you're seeing Ibo looking back at. Wow! Me. So Ibo's <laughs> a fan of the show. I'm happy Ibo to hear that. Ibo is definitely a fan of the show. And please, if you are listening live or at any other time, please tweet to us hashtag Tech Radio. Tom Rubin is there, and Uncle Bill is there. Good to see you. We love to see everybody there, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we do welcome and thank you so much. How was your week? Well, it like rained a lot in Los it Angeles. Did. For all of you in the rest of the world, we're not used to rain. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. And it gets a little strange when we get a lot of rain. So we're glad to have our son back, and soon we'll be complaining about the drought again. <laughs> yeah. Well, supposedly, fortunately for uh, for California, it appears that we have reached our non-drought. Uh, uh, percentage of water we we have exceeded what we normally do so thanks for that uh rain gods uh, we like that very much <laughs> uh i had a fairly quiet week nothing too exciting going on um and you i know there's some sad news about plants on, on was it plants on the moon wait before we do that i know you uh, oh you had an ibo chris, story right you, and you it's a weekly ibo story but you hosted chris wallace i saw the picture I did. very cool very I cool did. That on was... the speaker series. That was excellent. Yeah, and he, he was, yeah, he was terrific. And this week we had a chance to speak to the IBO Lab, ah. <laughs> which which was quite an experience. It's basically three guys who have a bunch of IBOs running around their office. So, and I'm asking the guy questions because it doesn't come with an instruction manual. As, you know, when I tell Ibo to do this, and I'm using the word Ibo because the robot um, responds to its name, which I'm not going to say because it's being broadcast, DARPA, that's her name, and she just looked at the camera. But uh, so it seems that it's like a real puppy because I was complaining, well, when I tell it to come to me, it doesn't come to me. The guy says, does a real puppy come to you the minute you ask him? <laughs> No. No. And he's doing his IBO at the same time I'm doing, you know, asking commands and things. Right. And I'm hearing his is just as obstinate as mine. And he said, as time goes, it will learn different patterns and how to respond to things. But you have to think more puppy than think robot, which, mm. you know, I only had one dog in my life. I have not had a lot of puppies, you know, so. And I've had I no guess. cats and all puppies, so. Okay, so our puppies, you know, when they're puppies, they don't listen all the time. Oh, and she True. was got all excited the other day, and all of a sudden we heard a piddling noise on the carpet. <laughs> Uh-oh. 
Now, I know I was supposed to correct her for that, but I was just laughing so hard. Oh, how funny. <laughs> she wow. just kind of squatted down, and you hear a little piddle, piddle, like it was going into the carpet. It was hysterical. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, how's the cat? Uh, the cat's still not sure about about. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, my Facebook uh, t- uh, profile, the big photo, is Simba kind of staring down. Ibo, so it's yeah, wow. it's been an interesting experience. This will go on for three years, so expect well, a couple right. minutes each show about it. There you go. I I do want to mention you you brought up uh, Mike Wallace. I'm uh, not Mike Wallace. Uh, that's his dad, uh, Chris Wallace, who is really really terrific. I mean, it's a, he's an interesting speaker, and I don't often compliment or talk about compliments I may get. But as I walked off stage with Chris, he said to me, "That was the best interview I've ever had." You did a phenomenal job. Thank you so much. You asked me to do it again the next night, which I couldn't do. But uh, getting in a compliment from from one of the great interviewers. You mean in, you had you had business with a bigger name than him, right? I I was <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I no, because they had already set up another host for the next night, okay. so they couldn't bump the guy. But it was very nice. That was I thought one of the most thoughtful things I've run across in all the years I've been doing distinguished speakers. Next That's, month well, we host James Comey. That's going to be okay. an interesting evening. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not even thinking politics. I've thrown my hand up, hands up in the air. I'm not interested yep. in the whole thing. So yeah, back to China and back to yeah, the Yeah, so China, the plants are dead. What the hell? So this is interesting. Uh, for those who don't know, we talked a little about it last week. China sent the Chang'e 4 um, rocket or lander rover, rover duo to the dark side of the moon, which we've never visited the dark side of the moon. And obviously, this is the side of the moon that doesn't get a lot of sun. Right. And it's dark. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. And, and cold. And cold. What they did send was seeds of potato, rapeseed, and some other plant, as well as mm-hmm. fruit fly eggs and yeast. The organisms were encased in about a six-pound canister, which touched down on the lunar far side on the night of January 2nd. Then it was quite amazing. We started to see, it it landed right near the Von Karman Crater, which is 115 mile wide, Mm -hmm. and they wanted to see how plants and animals grow and develop in the lunar environment. Yeah. Which is cool, you know, low gravity, high radiation, extreme temperature swings. So the cotton seeds, amazingly, did bloom and I, I had a tweet scheduled the minute I saw that I thought that was cool and they shared pictures of it yeah that is cool but but fatal flaw and this is just so technology the canister does not have a battery powered heater yeah. so when I mean, you think night, I would have thought of that I mean right, give me a break this happens all the time dollars. I, I have to tell you I once met the scientist who duct tape uh, duct taped a video camera onto one of our first um, uh, launches into space because nobody had uh-huh. thought about putting a cap- camera in, oh the, in the capsule. Yeah. Okay. So he, he literally ducked it. So, you know, they're bi- they think about big things. <laughs> yeah, so uh, apparently it, not. It doesn't have a heater. It takes the moon about 27 Earth days to complete one rotation, so day and night lasts two weeks. So I've had days yeah. like that. Yeah, right. (laughs) So the Chinese government in a press conference on Tuesday said the temperature inside the one liter capacity canister reached minus 52 degrees Celsius, 
which is minus 62 degrees Fahrenheit. And the experiment had ended. And that's so sad. The dead plants will rot after daybreak when the sun rises again. But that's so sad. I mean, one little, you have to think of so many things. So the little biosphere that could didn't. I'm sad. Just wondering what you would do if if it actually grew. That would tell us, obviously, we can grow things on the moon. Does that mean? Well, that it's, that we... was interesting because the only thing that did start were the cotton seeds. Right. And I shared a tweet about it, and you can look at the bloom of the cotton seeds on the little grid. It was very, very cool. Well, so, we know then, based on this, that if we do it properly and we colonize the moon, we'll be able to wear sweaters. Because we can get, you know, we can make sweaters out of cotton. So, you know, you know what saying. I've learned? One thing preparing for our Arctic trip. Yeah. Cotton is not warm. And, no, that is true. And cotton also does not um, absorb perspiration, which makes it even more uncomfortable when you get cold. Because right. then you're damp and cold under your sweaters yeah. and jackets and stuff. So that's a bad well. thing. If you're planning to go to the moon this summer as your summer vacation, these are some tips you should know. Dress warmly. Right. So, so we found yeah. this article, and, and I think it's hysterical. You know, you and I have talked about robots. You even spoke yeah. on the show about Japan's robot hotel yes. on one of the shows, right? Yeah, we did. So yeah. guess, uh, guess what? I mean, you want to tell the story? <laughs> well, apparently the, the robots, according to the article, are having a tough time holding down a job. The Japanese Henna Strange Hotel laid off its 243 robots because apparently they created more problems than they could solve. Um, apparently they laid off, there's a doll-shaped assistant in each room called a Churi. Um, Siri, Google Assistant, and Alexis can answer questions about local businesses' openings, but Churi couldn't. So when the guests uh, asked Churi, what time does the theme park open, it didn't have an answer because there was yeah. a problem, apparently. You and know, what, I thought, what I thought was hysterical, and I shared the tweet this morning, is they have a Velo-Raptor. Yeah, that's great. Share, I love that. Uh, but can you imagine? Oh, I'm going to share the tweet right now. I'll share the picture. They had a yeah. Velo-Raptor. As the check-in robot. Now I don't know. It's kind of creepy. I don't think I would have been that thrilled. I. It is. They were positioned at check-in. Were also discommissioned because human workers essentially had to do their jobs for them and photocopy guest passports manually. Right. They had two two robot luggage carriers could only reach about 24 of the 100 rooms in the hotel and failed in rain or snow. Well, the funny thing also, is because these they oh, get go ahead. stuck trying to pass each other. Which, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, Japan might not be the best place to have a, a Velociraptor in the lobby. I mean, right? Did they not invent Godzilla in Japan? Right. They I had mean, all of that going on, right? Yeah. Right? You know, so but, that's that's you know, an at issue. At least they tried. At least they tried. The hotel's main concierge robot didn't know how to answer questions about flight schedules and nearby tourist attractions. It has also been replaced by a human. So bravo to Japan for being innovative and actually giving it a shot. But again, somebody didn't think this through all the way to end game. (laughs) Well, it's funny. I don't know if I mentioned this on the air, but uh, when Marsha and I were at CES last week, I I usually stay at the Wynn Hotel. I really like the Wynn. It's a nice hotel. And they now have Alexa in uh, in your rooms. So if you want to say, 
please open the drapes. Please turn on the light. Turn on the TV. You can now do that from the Echo. And that's first One time of the I've things that, that I liked when I was in San Jose at a hotel was that when you checked into your room, your phone rang and they asked for permission to text you and you could text anytime you had a question. So yeah, I thought that, that was very that's good. Yeah, that's cool. another way. And because uh, we all like texting. I'm not a talker. <laughs> right. So, and did you know also, um, and I just discovered this, and I obviously it's been there and I've never used it, but uh, when you ask Echo for a phone number, you can actually dial it from your Echo. Yes, so and you can also yeah. do that with Google Assistant on your phone. Right. I'm not yeah, going to say the keywords because it ends up no, launching right. all my phones. Because <laughs> right. I did that just to test it out, and my tablet and both my phones both started, started doing calling ba 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 and yeah. uh yeah it works very well and you Pretty can cool. send so text you, the same way yeah if you want you know if you want to act as a speaker phone and you have people in the room and you want to make a phone call it's kind of cool because it's got yeah. a better speaker undoubtedly than your phone has so right. uh that was that that, that was kind of cool um okay so moving on this did was you I do found the, this did you do the 10-year challenge Neither i did, did I. not do that uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the 10-year challenge was take a picture of yourself from today and compare it to a picture of yourself from 10 years prior to that. Uh, but apparently Facebook wasn't just being nice to you. They had What was their ulterior motive? Well, this could be a, con could be a conspiracy theory because let's face it, they've been using facial recognition. I've written about it in my books right. for a very long time. Because, yes. you know, when you go to tag a picture, they know who it is. But right. you're just, everyone just made it a little bit easier for them for their aging algorithm because yep. mm -hmm. there you go. You've got two pictures. Boom. They, you, they can feed it right into the aging algorithm, and there it goes. I mean, thank you all for helping them build their database. For the next Cambridge <laughs> We get paid Analytics. for that, though, right? Facebook sends <laughs> yep. us a check for all these things. Oh, sure they do. Sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mm -hmm. mean, that was just awfully creepy and of course i mean amazon introduced real-time facial recognition in 2016 right and they sell those services to law enforcement government agencies and you know the aclu asked them to stop selling and <laughs> that ain't happening yeah. i mean these they're in business and we give them the data so congrats to all of you who made it a lot easier for facebook this week <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess what? I wonder where my uh, photos are going when I open my phone every time because that's using facial recognition on my iPhone. That's how my phone opens up. I mean, is there somebody in? Can I wave now to uh, Tim Cook? Is he watching me on my phone? I wonder well, I about think, that. I think we talked last week about the Ring doorbell interior ca yep. security cameras. Um, yep. Indeed, you can wave to the technicians because they do have access to all your data via your email address. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, isn't that just wonderful news? And we allow yeah. it, and we do it, and life goes Okay, on. but something we didn't allow from my pal yeah. Troy Hunt. You want to talk yeah. about this? This is you're talking about the breach. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a what they call collection number one breach, but fortunately it was small. It only exposed 773 million email addresses. 77. 770 million email addresses it included 21,222 975 unique passwords. 
So and they, they don't even tell you who they were. There were just so there were so many massive different sites that were exposed that they didn't even break that down. But it actually breached. I mean, it's staggering. I, I just I don't know what to say about this anymore. Uh, seven, some 768,000 of the 2.2 million who used uh, this particular free breach notification service were affected by the breach. And, and we've I, talked did, about this before. Have yeah. I been pwned? P-O-W-N-E-D. P- yeah. In yeah, other words, I mean, owned with a P on the front. Yeah. I mean, it's just as Troy Hunt, apparently, who runs this site. Uh, you can't, you literally can't go anywhere anymore on the Internet or anywhere else if you want to protect yourself. So as okay. I said on every show, either forget about it and let them take whatever data they want or don't go on the Internet. No, well, there's a whole lot more to it than just, just that. Um, in the article, he talks about there are more than one collection. Actually, mm-hmm. there are one billion, 160,000, wait, one billion one hundred and sixty three million two hundred and fifty three thousand two hundred and twenty eight unique combinations of emails and passwords that are mm-hmm. there the unique emails were the seven seven hundred and three right. million and there were twenty one million unique passwords so if you go to the have I been pwned site which you know we've recommended in the which past we've done, and, yeah. I've and done, you really done, yeah. should do. But yeah. if you go to the Have I Been Pwned site, mm-hmm. you can find out if your secret passwords are in there. So go to haveibeenpwned.com, click on the word passwords, type in, and that's haveibeenpwned.com slash passwords. Mm-hmm. Mark, if you go there, type in a password that you think is very secure that you're using. Right, and it will tell you. And you will find out if it appeared in that list. Because yeah, what they did, they reverse engineered the data. So it mm-hmm. was no longer hashed. So I was shocked. I found so many passwords, even one that I thought that was very secure. And you need to go to the sites and, and correct it. Now, they do have something called 1Password, mm-hmm. which is very cool. And that is also run by HaveIBeenPwned.com, Troy Hunt. And that will go through the passwords on your computer and let you and know which ones there are. Okay. So uh, this is a great site, and hats off to Troy Hunt. You know, <laughs> it's his living, but he's doing a great thing. So go to yeah. HaveIBeenPwned.com slash passwords. Put in your passwords. Put them all in. And see, it'll tell you exactly how many times they've shown up in these breaches. Now, do you use a password program? Well, um, no. But I, I, I do. was thinking of moving over to one password. Yeah, I, I've been using one for years, Dashlane, which is, uh, appears to be a very good program. Who knows? They're probably selling my data to somebody. But uh, that's worked out really well. So I, I find that to be an effective way of keeping... The passwords now. Marsh and I. It's easy for us because we always use one, two, three, four as our password. Oh, exactly. So, yeah. So we don't really have to worry about it because we don't have to remember all those. But I do have to tell you, I did hear read something interesting this past week, and you know the state-owned breaches. You know when Russia or China do the Mm -hmm. breach, 
you're pretty safe in the fact that it's China and Russia trying to find out patterns and information on our country. They're not interested in selling your data on the Internet. So in a way, hey, if you've been hacked by Russia or China, you're safe because they do right. not post your emails and your passwords on the Internet to be sold. <laughs> well, that's that's good to hear. I'm, I'm glad to hear. So uh, what do you do to secure your account after the password breach? Well, as I told you, use something like you mentioned you use something yeah, or password management tool, one password. Right. And uh, again, go back to what we've always told you, strong, unique passwords. And let's face it, we all repeat passwords. I don't care how great you are, how oh, yeah. secure you oh, are. No, no. We I all do. make the mistake. Uh, just try and have a unique one. I mean, I'm pretty proud of the one I have for Google. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, pretty cool. Well, what is it? Tell us. No. <laughs> no? That's so It's sad. have I been really? pwned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good password. And, and it probably is effective because no one will know how to spell pwned. So well, probably... yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Google Assistant has some new features. What's the deal with that? Well, like I said, I've been trying it out and... Not all of these are quite available yet, and they will be rolling right. out in the next few months. Mm -hmm. But it has an interpreter mode, which I used at CES, mm -hmm. which was pretty cool. You hold the phone in between, and you say, hey, help me translate. Mm -hmm. right. And that'll activate the interpreter mode on the Google Home Hub to start with. That'll be the first place it's going to be. As right. long as the language is supported, and they support 27 different languages, yeah. uh, Google Assistant will automatically recognize the language being spoken, and any speech it hears will be translated mm -hmm. and transcribed on the screen, which is very, very cool. So wait, um, so you speak in English, and then you're talking to someone who's from China, let's say, and it translates, do you say, okay, translates this into Chinese, or what do you do? Um, well, it depends on the homes, you know, like if your home hub is in America right. and you're okay, speaking right. English and you want it to translate into Chinese, it will translate into Chinese. Yeah, that's very cool. And if you can read that back, go you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And then so, mm -hmm. the, so the person then speaks in their native language, let's say it's Chinese, and then it, right. it, it shows up it, on the screen. Right. Shows on the screen. Okay. So it doesn't so voice it. Cool. It doesn't. It's not vocal. It's you read it on the screen. Right. They're testing it yeah. right now in select hotels in Las Vegas, New York, and San Francisco. So I'm hoping I'm going to be flying up for the launch of the Galaxy, whatever happens, mm -hmm. in February. So maybe, yeah. well, I won't be staying at a hotel. I'm just flying up for the day. So, But it'll be interesting. They're also going to have auto punctuation where yeah, it adds I could use punctuation. This. Most yeah. people could, because i got to tell yeah. you, the punctuation I see all over the Internet leaves a little to be desired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Google Maps integration um, lets users share arrival times, reply to text messages via voice, mm -hmm. do all that stuff that we expect it to do in our, our yeah. cars. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. Gives more lock, lock screen access by saying keywords to open it up. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of new things, flight tracking, boarding pass screening, all kinds of things, all coming. And hotel booking, of course, 
it's going to be a good year for Google Assistant. We saw some of it at CES, and there's more to come. That's yeah, very I cool. I, I think that's pretty nifty. Uh, and you so have one thing before we go out about uh, uh, people who have private Twitter accounts, which I don't know why you have a private Twitter account, because I'd love to read your tweets, but if it's private, I can't read it. So, and neither can anybody else unless they follow you. And why would anyone follow you unless they could read your tweets and know what you're saying? Well, yes. But, and, you know, you want yeah. obviously you, you want to keep that private. I mean, if you're using private, you expect it to be private. Uh, so the protect your tweet setting usually allows people to use Twitter in a non-public fashion. Uh, users can uh, approve who follows them and who views their content. But apparently some Android users over the last few years uh, were made public as a result of some kind of bug that was in the system. So when you thought you were protecting your tweets, they were going out to the public. So hopefully you didn't reveal anything on there that you didn't want out publicly. And it started, which is the sad part, it happened between November 3rd of 2014 and January 14th of 2019. That's when they fixed it. It took them five <sighs> years to fix it. Yeah, I mean, well, that's really yeah, well. scary. Well, like well, the way I always say, if you want to be on Twitter, just be on Twitter. Let people see what you have to say. And if you don't want to defend a very controversial position, don't say anything about it. That's the right. key. That's the whole secret to Twitter. You want you know, to stay on the – yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, one of yeah. the questions I asked Chris Wallace was how he utilizes social media, you know, in the news and, and whatever, and he doesn't. You know, he doesn't uh, he doesn't put anything out that he expects to bite him in the butt. You know, and that's, I think, the way you have to look at Twitter. We've talked to Candace Cameron about that, but, you know, public figures and what they say. And I, and I Mark, ask it's them not always, just public. It's not just public figures. Well, it's not I've, just public. Right. Uh, yeah. I've been saying this for years and right, years and years, because if you're not willing to get into a shouting match, don't open the can of worms. It's that right. simple. It's, it's yeah. that simple. Um, and it, it, it's not just celebrities. Actually, it's worse to individuals because celebrities often have somebody running their account for them. I mean, right. let's face it. Right. Um, but when it's just you and you start getting yelled at, it can be very uncomfortable for the person. It is. So, yeah, just don't. Just don't. As do I always it. say you on any private messages, yeah. if you want to do it. On any social media sites, uh, the extent of my posting generally is puppy pictures. You know, how many and, bad and, things can you and say I about wanna puppy thank pictures? And I want to thank you for that. I really yeah. want to thank you for yeah, that because I love puppy pictures. Please Me more. too, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, when we come back, we will have the buy of the week and lots more show for you. Don't go away. This is Marsha Collier here with Mark Cohen on WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there, too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. 
I've heard this is like one of the best pizza spots in town. Yes, it is. I'll do a slice of pepperoni, slice of vegetarian. You got it. And I will pay for all of that in three days. In three days? <laughs> What's that mean? Well, wait, you accept credit cards. That money's not going to hit your account for three days anyway. I need my money quicker. At Chase, we hear you. With Express Funding, card payments are in your Chase account the next business day. Go to chase.com slash expressfunding. Chase for business, so you can. Compensated participation. All businesses are subject to credit approval. Not all clients are eligible for next business day funding and additional terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Goli, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center, and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinated for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 